0: Thanks for listening to the Dr. Drew Podcast on Podcast One. Music events, news, podcasts, comedy, and more, you'll get it all on just one app, Live by Live. Check out the Live by Live app and livebylive.com for the best podcast, news you care about, and personalized music stations. Curated by actual human beings. You'll also be able to watch major music festivals, comedy and sports events, and exclusive concerts, all for only $3.99 per month. Try it live by live today with a free seven-day trial at live buy live that's live x live live x forward slash drew
1: well here we are on lockdown how are you it's booker of the perez hilton podcast with chris booker we get it we know you're bored we're still doing shows we're keeping you up to date with everything entertainment a little bit of relief from everything that's
2: going on in the world you could get the show on spotify you could get it on your apple Podcasts or the podcast one app Whatever you do, download and subscribe and get the PHP, the Perez Hilton podcast with Chris Booker and everything that's entertainment will be covered.
0: everybody. Welcome to Dr. Drew Podcast. As always, thanks for keeping the winds in the sail the of the role of Pirate Trip, guys. We, I'm still wearing my public rec pants, Gary, of course. Uh, I'm, <laughs> that's ridiculous. Uh, but I do use all the stuff we talk about here, so do check it out. Check out Dr. TV for the streaming show on a regular basis. Don't forget After Dark and Adam and Drew. And uh, today we welcome Doug Ellen. The podcast is Hollywood Ways, W-Y-Z, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podcast One, co-hosted by actress and rapper Breezy, yep. Breezy, uh, and she's a best known for uh, Empire and All-American. Again, uh, y- you have a two podcasts, is I have that two right? podcasts, trying to catch up to you. The other <laughs> one is Victory the Podcast, available on uh, Apple Podcast. I knew about the one, the Hollywood <laughs> Ways. Uh, Kevin Dillon, oh, I did know about this one. Uh, Kevin, Kev- Kevin Dillon, Johnny Drama, and Kevin Connolly from E! Uh, are co-hosting that with you. You can find Doug on Twitter at Mr. Doug Ellen E L L I N. Doug is uh, known around here for having created Entourage, also uh, where he was executive producer, director, head writer. Oh my God, I know what all those. That's you didn't you did not come out of the writers' room for eight years. I, I didn't. Or the I, set I, or the writers' room, grinded away my life. Yeah, <laughs> I know what that is. That's uh, that is not to be producing and writing. And then act in it. I mean, forget it. I did it. a little That's, acting. Yeah. yeah but nobody, just nobody, the producing and writing part is just like oh, – The writing huge. part
2: is the torture. The producing part is, is sort of enjoyable. Well,
0: you can – the producing can be different things. It depends who you're producing with and how deep you have to watch things. Yeah. And you, and you don't watch deeply at your own peril. Well, right? well actually, I was
2: just talking about that because we were talking about you know a situation that – you know I, I hired some writers to write a hedge fund show for HBO and uh called trillions yeah <laughs> no it was called it was it was oh, no. called it was called head i mean it was <laughs> oh, no. it was it was those guys no. and i brought oh, them no. in i brought them in to write a show for oh, hbo no we sold it to hbo they got paid by hbo to write it and then about a year later hbo passed on their their script which i didn't get paid for i was just the, the hack producer and then uh a year later i met andrew ross sorkin who wanted to do a show and i said you know what i should put you in touch with those guys and i called them up right from the office and uh i said you guys should rework that script and do something they're like that's an interesting idea never heard back until i saw it on uh, showtime so that's how a producer gets fucked so yeah, yeah.
0: And, and that kind of thing happens a lot writers and producers i mean you
2: know what i honestly it's never happened to me like that so um you know watch you back
0: yeah i i guess so i mean people and i i i've been in positions where i've moved away where i'm writing something and i move on from the people that sort of st- i started with yeah I always try to be very sensitive and take them in or somehow... Fa- I, first of all, you don't want to be sued. And secondly, you want to do what's right.
2: Yeah, and I mean, suing was never even something that entered yeah. my brain because I just don't care enough about but that. But you want
0: to do what's right, too.
2: But you want... d- human decency yeah, is yeah. like, you know, and as I said it with like Entourage was, you know, Mark Wahlberg's idea. Well, But for people... Uh, oh, is that right? Yeah, it was Mark's idea. So if I would have written a script and HBO didn't like it, and then a year later, I, I went with Leo and did another script about a movie star and his friends, and I said, sorry, Mark, you're not Involved in it, I mean, he'd kick the shit
0: out of me, first of all. But uh, I just wouldn't do it. It's something that I would never do. But for for people that don't understand why this would even happen, right? Why would you? You're friendly with them. Why would you invite? There's there's. Dilution mm-hmm. that people worry about when they're producing and writing, which is giving pieces of everything to everybody else.
2: Yeah. I think more like ego too. I think probably people didn't want to like, oh, entourage guys involved with our show, or so I, I couldn't even answer because
0: it's so foreign to something that I would do in my yeah. life. You know, so you, you really have to stay focused on just just do what's right. Just keep doing what's right. Keep that in front of you. Be more Catholic than the Pope if you possibly can, and things will work out fine. Yep. You know, in, in success, who, who, don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> and again, I really, like, I, I've only talked about it because we have this new podcast,
2: so we're given stories. I really, it's not something I care about. People like the show. God bless
0: them. We'll talk but, to about the show. What's yeah. in it? What are you talking
2: about? Well, I mean, in Hollywood, way is different, that podcast. We're, we're talking about all our experiences, Breezy and I, which is obviously, we have very different experiences. She's a rapper from Philadelphia and um, a lot younger than me. talking talk about your, your early life experiences? Or, in, everything. or everything? Your All, whole life yeah, experience. Honestly, we give, we give everything and we also look at classic movies that we love and that we talk about, some that she hasn't seen. We talked about The Shawshank Redemption this mm-hmm. week, which it's interesting to have her watch it when she's never seen it before and I've seen it a hundred times. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we we give up lots of insights and, and lots of uh, entertaining stories, hopefully. Do,
0: do, do people send you stuff? Do they, like, We just or write, are getting started, okay. so we're going to start do you doing want people to. you yeah, want we'll people to send you stuff?
2: We want people yeah. to send stuff and we're going to start doing and call ins and everything, like on Victory, which is the other one I do that's, you know, got. Obviously, Entourage at its roots, we do lots of interactive stuff. And we're doing live shows now, actually, with that. We're going, you know, trying to do what you guys do. But we're going around the country. So we're going to be in Long Island on November 20th nice. and uh, Westchester on December 3rd and then right. Boston. So it's pretty pretty wild. How fun. Yeah.
0: Yeah, live podcasting, podcasting is fun. And, and it is. are you strictly staying within the, the Entourage sort of subject matter? We get into
2: everything because we're friends for 20 years. So Got we it. have lots of stories that kind of play. We did the Brea Improv about a month ago which was our first one. So we talk out our stories but we also talk our careers, our lives, sports, et cetera.
0: Nice. Nice. And do you, do you take questions from the audience? Yeah. We do. What kind of questions are you getting?
2: I mean, we get everything, yeah. you know. I mean, obviously the guy the audience wants to talk to Kevin Dillon and Kevin Connolly more than they want to talk to me, but we get all sorts of questions. And it's it was it was actually pretty surreal at the improv because um The people knew the podcast as much as they knew Entourage, so they were really following the stories. You know, different things happened. We had Conor McGregor's coach come on Victory the Podcast, and Kevin Connolly had a chair from the fight. He asked him if he could go get it signed by Conor McGregor. He said, no problem, and the chair disappeared. Um, (laughs) And now it's been like this two-month thing where Connolly's (laughs) trying to track this chair across the world, and uh, Conor McGregor's not responding. Oh, that's hysterical.
0: That's so funny. Uh, And and you're from where? Where'd you grow up? Long Island, New New York. Merrick, Long Island. Merrick. Yep. Uh, (laughs) Who do you know? I know, I'm just thinking, isn't that get into the sort of Roslyn Heights and that kind of area? Is I mean,
2: that, the Raza, that's a little wealthier than Merrick Merrick. But I mean,
0: it's sort of culturally... Yeah, yeah I mean, of, it's a lot of Jews, a lot of Italians, a lot of Irish. That's you know, what I was drunk. thinking. It's an ethnic area. You
2: know, and a lot of... I mean, my, my neighborhood was kind of good fellows, you know, the
0: Jewish dentist next to the mobster, you know, and uh, we had a fun childhood there. So. Were there tensions because of that? Because earlier, I mean, a lot of those groups moved out there because there were tensions in the Upper West Side. Yeah, I mean, when, when I,
2: you know... A lot of uh, Howard Beach, a
0: lot of mobsters from Howard Beach moved to
2: Merrick. But uh, to be honest with you, when I was leaving elementary school i heard that oh it changes in junior high school i mean and there were some situations i mean i I grew up with a kid who's in jail for five murders i have a bunch of uh, uh, a a (laughs) bunch of people who are dead that i went to high school with but for the most part we actually we actually all got along it wasn't like a west side story right right (laughs) right and
0: and so and so you came out here how were you then I graduated Tulane in 1990. The day I graduated, I came here. And uh, did you? What were you thinking? What was uh, your sort of,
2: I was thinking I was fucked. I mean, no, uh, no.
0: not when you got here, before you came, what was your sort well, of idea I was for coming?
2: Supposed to go to law school and uh, just. My father's a lawyer. My brother's a lawyer, and it just every day was something else. So what happened was, I was in New Orleans at Tulane, and. Uh, we were a couple of my friends. We were watching stand-up comedy, and I'm a critical guy, and I was like, "This guy sucks." And my friend signed me up for an amateur stand-up
0: comedy night. If you if you don't mind, who were you watching? Do you remember? It
2: wasn't anyone Nobody professional. Okay, it was yeah.
0: just someone horrible. Yeah. So, <laughs> but yeah. I went. To, I went to God after that. Anyway. <laughs> but
2: uh, so my friend signed me up, and I did an amateur comedy night, and. Uh, I was like, you know what? This is what I've always wanted to do. is Stand it's, up. Well, stand up. I, I, you know, I wanted to be, without any of the bad accusations, I wanted to be Woody Allen. I wanted to be Albert Brooks when I was growing up. I wanted to make movies. Jerry Seinfeld. I wanted to act in them. I wanted to write them. I wanted to direct them had no idea didn't know a single person in Hollywood and um, were, you, were you writing stuff all along no. or just had a dream about it okay, yeah I yeah. just had dreams yeah. lazy dreams so yeah, I'm yeah. a procrastinator even yeah, yeah. now I still do the same thing and not write but I told my parents I'm not going to law school and I'm moving to LA and they, how'd that go not well <laughs> I mean not well you know and uh, my parents kind of you know said you know they would help me out for about six months and then it was I was on my own which you know it was nice of them to do that but I got into the American Film Institute I made a short film and and got into aFI
0: and so so hold on, You're so right your on. plan was okay i'll I'll do something. I'll do some more training out in LA. I'll do go to the AFI, or yeah, yeah. did that just accidentally happen? Well, what
2: happened was I was working in the mailroom at New Line Cinema. So you're, was, now you're out here, so
0: let's let, let's, here. let's 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 yeah break back up. To did yeah. you pack your car up in New Orleans and come with a friend? I went you
2: just, home to New York yeah. for two days, and then I got on a plane and I came out here. I actually the only person I knew was my wife to be, who I met on the phone while I was at Tulane. So I came and I stayed How? with her parents. How did you meet her? You know, what? I saw her picture in uh, some other girl's dorm room and I said, I'm moving to L.A. and I want to meet her. And I oh, called wow, her. And wow, that's ballsy. We, yeah, We talked for about three months uh, before I went to L.A. and then I went there and she was actually uh, younger than me. So she was going back to college. So I ended up like her parents let me stay in their house for like two months. So she's
0: from out here. She's from out here. So, and, uh, so you stayed with the parents where?
2: uh this was in beverly hills
0: oh was like, nice. it, was, it
2: was like the oc i was wow. the, the
0: beautiful dream and oh this goodness. great house and they
2: were they were amazing to me um which was the only people who were amazing to me so i knew nobody else but i i went to a temp agency i got a job at new line cinema and i started doing amateur stand-up nights and uh, where uh igby's the ice house yeah. the improv uh. Uh, comedy store
0: so everywhere. everybody here everywhere here.
2: yeah i mean and um i Decided I wanted to write and direct, which I had never been on a set before, so but <laughs> I, I wrote a short... What was your comedy? Uh, observational. Yeah. Uh, you know, I was... Uh, you know, a lot of comedians, you kind of pick a comedian that you love, yeah. And yeah. you kind of, like... You don't take their jokes, but you take their whole manner. So yeah. I was like very into Jerry Seinfeld, Dennis Miller. So I kind of was d-
0: doing bad impressions
2: of them you I know, at it, some point. But,
0: uh, so you're now at New Line, and you have this – how did that idea come to you about
2: directing? So I, w- I went to night school at UCLA. Film school? A, yeah, screenwriting uh, class. I mean, it's not even film school. You pay 300 bucks to yeah. let anyone in. And, yeah, and yeah. the first day, they said to everybody, pitch a movie idea. And the movie ideas were so terrible that I started writing – you know, imaginary versions of pitches. And then I made that short film, which I, I went into New Line. I handed out flyers to everybody there, and I said, um, I need to raise money for this short film. And Mike DeLuca, who's now an Oscar winner, was a VP at the time, came and saw me and gave me 10000 bucks <laughs> out of his own oh, pocket. What was effort. the film? The film's called The Pitch. And uh, pre-friends, David Schwimmer, Ernie Hudson, Johnny Silverman, all people like met at softball games or oh. wherever. And we sold it to Showtime. Uh, I got into AFI, and... Here I am twenty years, thirty so, so years later. <laughs> is,
0: is there I'm I'm wondering, young people listening, is there a lesson to, is there a way to construct what you did 100%. In, in a narrative so people can benefit from it and learn a- from it? Absolutely. And now
2: today, given the technology, given the internet, I mean that short film took over a year with film strips all over my apartment and uh, me begging editors to come help me out. Oof. I could do the same thing on an iPhone in two hours. You wow. Know? So I think the lesson is, and I tell every young person is... Go out and Go create do something. content. Go do make something, yeah. stuff. Whether you're working yeah. at, you know, you're working at at the the restaurant at night. Wake yeah. up
0: in the morning and do something. So, so, so make content. That's number one. Yeah. Uh, I I feel like there's about three or four different lessons mm-hmm. packed into your story. What's, what would the <laughs> second one be?
2: Well, you know, uh, do do amateur stand up <laughs> nights. And, uh, it's funny. That's the, it's the one I'm not
0: sure that everyone <laughs> can learn from. You know, I think but, it
2: is. It's making. Connections
0: with people like that's what that's what know, I hear is just yeah. network and put yourself out there. Yeah. Think about what you said. You went to a temporary agency. You worked in New Lines. You sent yep. flyers out to the people at yeah. New Lines. You were at softball games. You right. were meeting people at stand up. So it's really
2: put yourself out there. A- absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's really important. And and those breaks, I couldn't have done that film without Mike DeLuca giving me that money. So
0: well, that that's you know that's okay. So there's actually a subcategory which is. uh like, Blanche, what did Blanche to browse, uh, play? you have to rely on? The, the kindness of strangers? strangers? Yeah, yeah. This was so, real kindness. Kindness you know? of strangers is important. And
2: I remember he said it. He goes, I'm either going to get myself a new motorcycle or I'm going to give you this money. And uh, um, I, I was looking at him like, all right, well, I guess you have to decide. But it was uh, – probably
0: alive today because he didn't get that motorcycle.
2: You know what? Hopefully. <laughs> yeah. But he's a great guy and he's done incredible things since then. But,
0: and, and I'm betting there's another corollary on the kindness of strangers Dr- because I'm betting you did something next – you haven't told me yet, but I'm betting that you, you built off those relationships.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, you know, I I, I the second I met. David Schwimmer, I knew he was going to be a star before Friends. And, you know, we made a couple other short films together. We wrote a couple of scripts together. And then he ultimately did a feature I did. Um, so, all of. What did mo- you
0: see? What did you. How did you know that? Maybe to try to bottle that a little bit. Cause that's your. You know. You know what? That's your great intuition, right?
2: You know what? There's some people. I mean, David actually, someone introduced me to him. He walked into my apartment and auditioned for this short film. And I swear to you, he said one line. And I told
0: everyone I knew this guy was going to be the biggest star in the world. Now, there. Uh, I. I my wife has that talent of because she she sees that in people. Yeah. I don't know what that is. I, I have no ability. To see it. She, she, we were watching in Living Color. We, we watched that religiously, and about halfway through the first season, she goes, "That white guy is going to be a huge <laughs> yeah. star." And I go, "That goofy white <laughs> guy is the fireman? What? Why? Why that guy?" I have no. She's I, got no. a good eye. I said, "You no way." She goes, "Oh no no, I'm just telling you that's going to be." I, I was like, "What the? F- what are you? What are you talking about?" Yeah. Well, she's, she's got different. a good eye, and yeah. then you know, what I mean, is that? Uh, You know,
2: there's. I'm not even saying I'm one of these people. By the way, it's Jim Carrey we're talking about. Yes, we are talking about Jim Carrey. But you know, look, there's people in the music business, they hear a song and they're like, that's a hit. I'm not even saying I'm this guy, but I have several times found people who. First jobs, and they've gone on to work forever, and I knew it. It's just there's an intangible that you see that. Okay, let's try to
0: bottle that up. We got enough time here. What is, you is can't. it? Is it drive? Is it? No. Is it that's, charis- raw Ka- that's raw talent. That's raw talent, and and is it? And so is it sort of charisma, or do you have a feeling when you see them? Is it? Because I've I've wondered about this too, and no one talks about this, which is this sort of. Um, I don't want the the, the the size of the person or something or the, the you know what I mean it's like they fill the room when they come in well I, like,
1: I wrote a line
2: on entourage about like a big movie stars big movie stars have big heads okay and like that's a thing but that's that's not it. It is just something watchable about a person. And you know who they are. It's like when you meet them, you just – you want to listen to them, break, you want to hear we them. We
0: really break that down. we got to figure out how to steal yeah. it is yeah. the real Well, because th- that's what you could do if you could really define yeah. it. But you could also – I think the more accurate way of using that information or the more – Useful if you use the information, probably more applicable because because stealing it probably doesn't work. Yeah, is seeing it, knowing it when you see yeah. it. Yeah, you know it's funny. I, I've known Gregory Peckson for many years. Went to college. He was a friend of mine. And first thing I noticed about Gregory Peck, Jesus, that guy's head is huge. <laughs> like, this huge head. Yeah, it <laughs> is true. I mean, Adrian on my
2: show, a big head. You it's know, so and, uh, interesting. It, it, it does work. But that's. That's different than the actual acting abilities and the actual ability. What I saw in David Schwimmer was, uh, you know, an incredible ability to make people laugh in in very simple situations. And it's a, rare, it's a rare gift, you know. And a lot of people don't appreciate it when they see these comic actors on TV or whatever. And, uh, you know, they have the gift. Obviously, they have to work at it and they have to hone their craft. Yes, but it's it like is anything. a natural right. talent.
0: Right. So. It's like anything. It's like you're a great skier, but you're not running the Olympics. So That's right. you train for it. Right. Oh, well, that's interesting. So, okay, so it's make content, put yourself out there, rely on the kindness of strangers, build (laughs) off those relationships, and then this other piece that we – I don't know what to do with, which is (laughs) your talent. Essentially, yeah. Well, you need to so, have so, some talent. Well, I was going to say, yeah. so so you have to be able to do a good self-assessment, I suppose, right?
2: Well, of course. I mean, this town is filled well, with people course. who don't do that. I you know. know. And um, of
0: course, I don't know, of course. It's, <laughs> a,
2: it's, a, it's a tough situation because there's a lot of people out here who don't have a lot of talent and, and nobody's telling them that. Well, how and, do you do
0: that? Because uh, how do we do the self-assessment part? Because I. I that's an impossible answer for me.
2: You know, it's like playing in sport. I, you know, I play a lot of sports and, uh, you know, there's people you play basketball with. There's people I play this game pickleball with. When you don't have self Island. awareness, not out here, <laughs> no, out here, lots really? of them. pro tennis players, wow. tons of them. Yeah. Pickleball, oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> like okay. pro tennis players. I mean, my friend right. Sam query was in Wimb- Wimbledon semifinals two years ago. I played so pickleball funny. with him. So, Fine. but there's people out there you see them. They're delusional. They don't yes. understand what they do
0: right and what they do wrong. And it's the same thing with any skill, you know. <laughs> Well, nothing is more important than stopping smoking if you're a smoker. That is by far the most important way to improve your health and prevent heart disease and cancer, buddy. Fume takes the benefit of super plants, behavioral science, and great design to help people quit smoking. They give you that hand-to-mouth replacement. You're actually putting something to your mouth. They've got the plant-packed cores studied to curb cravings. No smoke, no vaping, no nicotine, no harmful chemicals. I gave him to Dawson. I hope he gives it a try because it could help him stop smoking, and that is important. It's a design that looks great, flavors that taste great, and work to curb cravings, e-stress, improve breathing. Head to breathefume.com. That's B-R-E-A-T-H-E-F-U-M. That's right, F-U-M, fume, slash Drew. Breathefume.com, slash Drew, and use the code Drew to save 10% off your order, You'll get one fume, four packs, of course, studied to curb cravings and get you on that path to eliminating tobacco from your life. It's so important. I mean, nothing is more important to your health. It is breathefume.com slash Drew and then 10% off when you use the code Drew at checkout. Our friends at Headspace, that's right. If you feel like you're running in circles in your mind, stress, having trouble sleeping— Headspace can really help. It's convenient doses of medication. I love the one-minute doses. It's amazing that one minute can do so much for you. Mindfulness, sleep exercises, stress relief, anxiety relief help you get a good night's sleep. It is science-backed meditation app in the world and studies prove in just two weeks Headspace can reduce your anxiety by up to 14%. That's right. As I said, I really like those one-minute – it seems like all I have time for increases my stress if I take more time. But those one-minute Headspace meditations can really help. They make it easy to maintain meditation. You can find out more. You can find some Headspace at headspace.com slash drew and get one month free from their entire meditation library. Again, the best Headspace offer is to go to headspace.com slash drew today. And with nearly 60 million downloads, the Headspace app is the most science-based meditation available. And for parents, Headspace even has morning meditations you can do with your kids. That's right. Headspace, everybody. Go to headspace.com slash drew. Get one month free of their entire meditation library. Headspace.com slash drew. USANA Health Sciences created USANA Active Nutrition. It's a new lineup of self-acceptance and promoting positive health journey with products for weight management, digestive health, energy, and hydration. The line is gluten-free and made with natural ingredients. USANA sent us a box of active nutrition products, and along with being delicious, they're made with high-quality ingredients. And not only are they, as a company, something you can trust, they are trusted by thousands of Olympic and professional athletes around the world as well. Some of the exciting new products you'll find with USANA's Active Nutrition line include the convenient peanut butter snack bar, which I dig, the electrolyte replacement drink, yet I'm big on electrolyte replacement, detox tea for gut health, metabolism. Visit USANA.com, U-S-A-N-A.com, to see each nutrition product for yourself. And make sure to use promo code PODCAST15 at checkout to save 15% on your active nutrition order. This promotion is for new retail customers only. Some product restrictions may apply. Support your life in motion with USANA Active Nutrition. Again, go to USANA, USANA.com. Use promo code podcast15. I, I want to drill in a little further into that because I, I spent a lot of time in that world of seeing yourself as you really are. And the two things I would say that are required for that is rigorous honesty, Mm -hmm. which people have a hard time with. Everybody has a hard time with that, particularly if it's painful to look at what you've done or not done or who you are. Um, But the other part, I'm going to put it down here as a a new pair of glasses, that you have to see yourself through the point of view of other people. Yeah. Uh, And that requires spending time with other people, lots of different kinds of people. Yeah uh do you have any thoughts about that well
2: i'm two things i i was always kind of a popular person so i spent a lot of time with a lot of people but now over the last 15 years i've become much more of a homebody so i don't know that it is socializing yourself or not no i mean so it's different than socializing although that doesn't hurt but i think self-awareness is an innate thing and i look here's an example i wanted to be an actor I tried it when I was doing entourage, when I was writing every syllable of what Ari Gold, Jeremy Piven was going to say. I put myself on tape to do this and I watched it and I was like, you are so fucking horrible. (laughs) Like you wrote these words, you know what they're supposed to sound like. And then when I got Jeremy, I said, this is why I'm not an actor because Uh I can't do this. You know, Uh so uh that was a good self-assessment because I could have spent a lot of time trying to act,
0: you know? So let's drill on that a little bit. Let's say you're hell bad on being an actor and your self-assessment is, is I, need, I, I need some work. <laughs> yeah. So what did Piven have, do you think, other than the, just talent, there this thing is intangible we've already sort of been around, yeah. are there things people can do to be more like him? Well, listen, Jeremy, we, I was on his podcast
2: and he talked about this. He's a trained actor for 30 years.
0: No, I get it. And so, people think it's magical, but it isn't. He's so he's grinded
2: and, yeah. and whatever. But at the same time, Jeremy has an energy that I believe is intangible. And we and we really, like, discussed this three days ago. But I can't put my finger on it just like I can't with could, Schwimmer. Could he? he just, could
0: could do it? Could, for himself? Other than training, training, training? I don't know. No, he couldn't. I don't know. And, and there's another thing, too, that I've noticed is that people that spend a lot of time in front of a camera change. Yeah. I, I don't quite know that I can put my finger on that either. Right. And and it's more than just a comfort in front of the camera. They sort of grow in front of the camera sometimes.
2: Well, and also some people have that natural ability. Once the camera comes on, once the microphone comes on, they kind of come to life. Yeah, yeah. But I've had, I mean, like I said with Jeremy, I've had actors on Entourage and and others that are some of the greatest actors in the world. Mm. But that intangible funny that some people, Jeremy, Schwimmer, there are obviously a ton of others. I can't explain it. You know, it's a gift. It really is. And it doesn't mean they don't have to work at it, but it's a gift.
0: You no, know, I, I get that, that I because I've seen a lot of – interviewed a lot of funny people and talk, worked around a lot of comedians and stuff. And I, I do think that's one I will never put my finger on. Yeah. Uh, but it, it's
2: similar to the sports. I mean, LeBron James, he has a gift. Of course he has to work his ass off. Yeah. But he's got a gift that – if I worked all day and all night at playing basketball, I will never be able to do what he does. You know, it's funny. I
0: had Meta World Peace in here
1: a while ago, and I was just, we had this
0: kind of conversation with him too. Remember Gary? Yeah, I do. Doug actually had
1: Meta on uh, oh, Victory the good. podcast yeah. recently yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I and
0: love Meta. Oh my God! Yeah, what a great guy! And such a I didn't didn't know what to, I didn't know what to expect. But yeah, they, that guy. I kept telling him, "You got to. We need more of you out there. Go go. We need more." But of he's
2: that. also someone that you talk about who. Had such natural skills, who worked his ass off, but also had, had demons that affected his ability to perform. I, I mean, I asked him, like, what would you have been if you could have gotten rid of the drinking, the anxiety, and all that stuff? So you have to be blessed with that as well. It seems... <clears throat> what did he say? What did you say? What did he say? He said he would have been a Hall of Famer, you know, and no. he would have been, you know, and no. uh, he would have been on the New York Knicks when his career started, you know, he didn't show up for his tryout for the New York Knicks. You know, he was drunk at a bar and called and said, can I come a couple of days later? You know, Oof. so so I think also going back to lessons, which I, I, I do, de- I've dealt with some crazy personalities and crazy addictions, not myself, for other people. And th- those are tough things to, to kick. And I'm not capable of saying how people can or not get rid of that. But it affects a lot of people's careers, lives, et cetera. So.
0: Yeah. it's uh, Obviously, I deal with that an awful lot. And it's, uh, there's no magic potion. And, and always the hard part in <clears throat> anything with mental health or major change is getting people to participate. Yeah. And really, really, really want to change. Yeah. <clears throat> and not just think they want to change. Yeah. Which are two different things. Yeah. So as you as you look forward, is is podcasting your thing? You do more production. What what do you think? I mean, I've got
2: a couple of shows I'm working on, but this is honestly what I like, and I wish I found it twenty years no ago. No shit. Yeah, this is what it's I so love. Fun. You know, another
0: thing about uh, Hollywood ways. I'm sorry, I've had my morning coffee, <laughs> uh, which is that pretty much everyone I encounter in this world. I just thank God I practiced medicine for all those (laughs) years because it gave me purpose and meaning and everything I needed to do something right Um, because I've noticed that everybody here – it, it, no one is doing exactly what they set out to do yeah <laughs> the, the producers wanted to be actors the actors wanted to be rock stars the rock yeah. stars wanted to be actors i mean it's just it's just yeah. so funny to me
2: i mean it's a it's, cliched line and it's probably not from flamingo kid but i remembered from flamingo kid but it was like if you find what you're good at and you find what you love and it's the same thing you're very blessed i loved sports i loved music I never liked writing. I was a <laughs> shitty English major. Like, I didn't know what, what I was that? doing. I, I, look at I don't know. But,
0: but now, but now, with the great news about life is that if you really stick with stuff and develop your skills, you can find a synthesis later. Yeah. Then, and in a way, you're telling me the podcast is that synthesis. Absolutely. You're, you're writing in your head as you're doing this. All and of that yeah. stuff. And stand-up comedy. Mm, this is a stand-up kind of All of it itch. got
2: to the place. But it's also, I'm a person, I don't. I don't like being in crowded rooms. I don't like any of that stuff. So this is now I can be quiet. I don't have to worry about like right. whether someone in the front row doesn't think I'm funny. So you know?
0: just out of curiosity for me, uh, so when you're in, you're up there on stage doing a podcast and there is an audience, but you're sort of away yeah. from it. Can can you keep yourself away from it? Is it uncomfortable? You know what? It's so I can't explain it, and I say this: I have
2: a lot of comedian friends, and I have a lot of comedians on the show. Like stand up comedy is legitimately the most anxiety-inducing thing in the entertainment industry, period, end of story. I don't care what anyone says. You are on... A stage where they know your purpose is to make them laugh, not to enlighten them, not to give them advice. You have one purpose, and the audience is looking at you like, "Okay, let's see what you got." So you have to. And, be, and
0: let's, let's let's keep. F- 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 it, you're by yourself. Yeah, you're in front of a microphone. Yeah, there's a spotlight on you. The audience is darker. Yeah, it is intense. Yeah. and that and I don't. I literally don't understand like how Tom Segura does stadiums. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's like, crazy. how do you do that? Yeah. <laughs> it's like yes. mm.
2: so for these live podcasts. There, it's a totally <laughs> different vibe. I got two other guys with me. I I just I feel much better telling stories than telling jokes. And yeah, but not, isn't
0: that the synthesis of your craft? Yeah, it, it's, it is. You, you, you're 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 telling stories in a setting of kind of kind of comedy, but you're also in an interaction with people, and, yeah. and and you can I've noticed that when you're doing a live podcast, you can really just focus on what you're doing here in the podcast. Yeah. You can pretend you're in your studio. Yeah. You're I really mean, it's su- cool. And and again, it's nice to have a little feedback and laugh and stuff. I've only done them
2: once, so I don't want to say, like, I know well, what to I'm do doing. Well, you're about to do it four more times,
0: so it, we have it's bigger coming. And
2: we have bigger rooms, which will be more anxiety-inducing, but, you know, um, it it's fun and stand up to me. I would go, I would be at the improv and I, I did. Okay. Like I, I mean, Mike DeLuca gave me money cause I think he thought I was funny, but I was drinking and I'm not like I was an alcoholic, but the owner of the improv is like, you, you can't keep drinking. You're gonna be. You're gonna kill yourself. I was right. 21 years old, and right. I'm like, I
0: would need drinks to just stand up there in front of these strangers. I you know, so it's so interesting though that that it gives you the that reduces your anxiety sufficiently that you can stand up there in front of strangers, but it makes your job harder. Yeah, <laughs> Which yeah, just like so crazy. You Can't wake up in the morning to work. Oh, forget so. that. <laughs> How about just thinking while yeah. you're up there yeah. at full speed? I mean, yeah. I guess when
2: you're 21, you can. I was a little better, but it's not the right way to go. And then advice for people quickly. Get rid of the fucking alcohol as quick as you can in your life. I've, there's no right. one that I find right. that it actually helps yeah. them. Right? All right.
0: So, so I'm going to put that on my little list <laughs> Yeah, here. Hope yeah. you don't mind me making a little list. No, of I'm uh, sure it's going to be a book one day. Uh, <laughs> by, by these great tips. So. Well, no, I kind of feel like there's a lot of people f- – Flying around with dreams and ideas, especially millennials, don't know what they want to do. Yeah. And, and I have millennial kids and stuff, and I'm just thinking about them. And the they know what of, they want to do;
2: they want to be famous, like. And that's the real problem now. I think nobody wants to really grind and work, and they,
0: they don't want to grind and work. Yeah. They want to do something. I'm not sure the fame thing morphed into I want to make a difference, right? Which is a very oh, positive. Yeah, it's a very oh. positive kind of a thing, oh. but they want to make a huge difference. <laughs> right. they want and, to change and, the world. Yeah, not everyone gets to do that, and so you have to really focus on. That's, what, again, back to practicing medicine. I hate to bring it back to me, but, <laughs> but uh, you know the real gratification comes from helping a person. Yeah. Having something to offer to help a person. Absolutely. That, that's what humans, humans love that. And so the millennials think they love changing all climate and stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good idea, but that doesn't fuel you the way just cha- helping a yep. person does. Yep. Do you have regrets? Do I regret? Yeah, of course. I mean,
2: I'm a you know. Anything I, to be learned from that? Yeah, I mean, I I I'm not sure whether therapy helps or not, but I should have I should have been in it I earlier. Sh- you know, I mean, I'm I'm a a
0: serial procrastinator. You know, that's a really, that's a, no one's ever formulated. Therapy <laughs> Therapy's good. I should have done it earlier. You know, that's I, True of all of us, a hundred percent. There's you know, not a human that couldn't say that. You know, there's so
2: much time that I've wasted over the years, and and. And you know, in finding what you really want to do, and uh, you know, there were there were years where I was just like, God, I, I just don't want to write anymore, and it's paying the bills, and it's making me go, and you just keep going down that that train, and you're chasing something that isn't ultimately making you happy, which you know is to me is the really the key to life. So, so let me ask a couple questions. You do yeah. not answer if I'm getting too, too no no you know, go deep. Ha- how, how, fix long, me. how
0: long have you been in therapy? Oh, fucking years,
2: I mean, like you know we talked about this on my podcast, but I had when I was twenty two yeah I came out here, I was not an anxious person, I was not a like a Woody Allen neurotic, and I was jogging in uh on Beverly Boulevard <laughs> with my roommate panic and attack. I, I thought I was having a but yeah. the difference is is in nineteen ninety one besides again Woody Allen movies, nobody knew what a panic attack I was. Know, I, I know. went to the emergency room in the hospital yeah. and they're like. There's nothing wrong with you. They didn't say, oh, maybe you're having an anxiety attack. Right. So, You have a, you have a condition that we can help you with, yeah. which is what they should have said. And I legitimately had four months of my life where I thought I was going insane. Every time I left the house, I was hyperventilating, which I didn't know I was hyperventilating. I ended up at the emergency room three times. And, and you know this culminated in the story where I'm driving down the street on Beverly Boulevard again. And I guess that's like the bane of my existence. And I'm driving. And... I am, like, so nervous to leave my house at all times because I don't know what's happening. My roommates are making fun of me. All they're doing is handing me pot all the time. They're like, just smoke this. Yeah, that, you'll be fine. May, that
0: may have been – that triggers panic in some people. Uh, so anyway – I, I think that may have happened to me. Oh, did you have panic attacks? Full on. And I was wow. 19. Oh, wow. And I, I did the exact same experience you had. I I was mishandled profoundly. <laughs> and well, And what made me interested in mental health and stuff and also treating adolescents because, like – they need – my care was atrocious, and, oh it may, and I suffered for 18 months because of it. I mean, I was, I was every day, but this
2: one – I'm driving down the street, and all of a sudden, like a metal wire – like wraps around my tires and oh, smashes no. my windshield and shatters <laughs> it, okay? Jesus and all god. these oh my god, uh, like DWP guys come running at my car. Am I allowed to curse on this shit? Yeah, but they're like, what the fuck are you doing? What the fuck are you doing? And I'm like, my New York attitude comes out. I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? What the fuck are you doing? All of a sudden, the next thing I know, I'm, I'm hyperventilating. And I'm like, guys, I, I think I'm having a heart attack. And I ran to a payphone and I called my fucking mother and I'm like, I'm literally crying and I'm like, I I'm fucking dying. Oh. And everybody is telling me there's nothing wrong with me until, which is so sick, Rob Weiss, who worked on entourage with me. He called me up, and I knew this story from my childhood that my friend ran into Rob Weiss in a hospital where Rob Weiss was yelling, "Get me a fucking doctor!" Whatever. I never heard of details. I didn't know what happened. But so Rob, I tell him, he's like, "How you doing?" I'm like, "How am I doing?" I'm days I've got away from being. Illness. <laughs> I'm
0: days away from being in a mental institution, and he's like, "But it's like, funny how you kind of know it's psychiatric. You know, you have a little kind of like this. Oh, you know, I, I, I kind of know yeah. something's in my brain. Yeah, Something no, I knew it was. Yeah.
2: but you feel. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so Rob told me, which was crazy. He said, but you have having fucking anxiety attacks. There's a book. And it, I remember because I did a short film with Schwimmer again. It was like how to how to stop anxiety attacks or something. And the book would tell me everything I had. If you're like, it felt like you, there's a vice on your head, like page 53, vice on head. And what I did was I was going to these shrinks who wanted to talk about what my parents did to me or this and that. And I was like, I honestly, I had a good childhood. I mean, my mother was a little controlling, but Uh I had a good child. But I went to a behaviorist Hmm. at UCLA and she said, you're over breathing, which I can, it's sick that I can feel that I'm doing it now because I'm thinking about it. But she retrained my breathing and knock on wood, I've had anxiety plenty, but I've never had what that four months was like. It was torture. Yeah. You know?
0: there are some people say the difference between people are the ones that have had panic attacks and the ones that haven't. Right. Because it, it's a hole you fall in. Just you've got to imagine me drop in the middle of the ocean and having difficulty swimming. Yeah. That's what it feels
2: like. And I've told friends, because I've had other friends who've had it and the 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 unsympathetic nature of other people
0: <laughs> I'm like, can you? Hey, man. Uh, I went I running down to the medical services at my college, and the, the guy, the physician looked at me like, what's wrong with you? You need to take walks in the woods. I'm like, if, could, if that would take care of it, I would. I've tried that. I've tried everything.
2: It's so crazy, it's, yeah, though. But mad. I've told my friends, I'm like, just imagine they had cancer and they're throwing up in the street from chemotherapy. Would you Would you yeah. yell at them? Because I have friends who are like, they, I mean,
0: when I was having mine, they'd be like, you're a pussy. What's the matter oh, with you? I'm like, listen, uh, t- is Mr. Kroll going to interview uh, Doug at any point? Uh, he had him on a few months ago. Okay. Yeah. So so, Corolla, I had a panic attack on this – you'll like this. I, I, I'd had panic attack in years and years and years. I was in therapy for a long time. We'll talk more about therapy too. But but um, uh, we were interviewing John Favreau. Right. And a psychotic patient came on the air and it was a very delicate, dangerous situation psychiatrically. And Favreau goes, don't you listen to anybody. Don't take those medication. I was like, stop it. Don't. This could be a deadly situation. And we kind of got in each other's face a little bit, and I liked John. you were right I, too, though. I, I, but it really upset. Back then, particularly, I was, I was, I thought what I was doing was so important medically and stuff. And so I, but you know what it is, because- it, it was important. I didn't need to be quite so <laughs> personally taken by it. I needed right. to confront him and get the thing right. right. Um, and uh, so it ended. We shook sure hands, whatever. And, and then we go on to do another show, and we're like three minutes into the show, and all of a sudden I have a full panic attack. I go, I'm sorry. We have to stop. We have to stop. So you know how that you get frozen. Yep. You can't do anything. You just can't think. You yeah. can't do anything in the world. You see the world yeah. through a tunnel and everything. It's all that shit. And, uh, and I, I go, I, I just need 10 minutes. And I go in, the, I go in my dressing room, and Crollo comes in and goes, what's wrong with you? I go, I'm having panic attack." <laughs> Get the fuck back out there. I will take care of everything. If I have to be here five more minutes longer because of you, I'm going to kick your ass. And and I went out and I did it. It helped me to go out and do it, even though it was very uncomfortable. Do you know
2: I had one on Charlie Rose? Oh, no kidding. And oh, I, I, I was talking. He asked me a question. And yeah. then all of a sudden I was like, what did he ask me? And my father was outside the glass and like it was oh, all yeah. black and yeah. like all of a sudden I was like, where am I? What am I doing? So what did you do? Yeah. I don't even know and I've never watched it because I was so scared to. So, I just...
0: I had that happen once. I, it was uh, like six in the morning, three in the morning, my time. I was on Today Show. Matt Lauer was interviewing me and and I and I started to go down that pole you go into. I know exactly what you're talking about where you just, you're just like going, what did he say? What am I going to say? What am I saying? What's yeah. going on? You just start second guessing everything and you're fr- kind of frozen. Yeah. And Lauer, Lauer leaned into me like, are you OK? <laughs> and I thought, oh, my God, I got to get my shit together. <laughs> and I just did it. I, just, I mean, it's scary, though. Yeah, you it, know? it really well, is. It literally is. That's the whole bi- biology is fear. Um, so back to therapy. Do, do, you, do you think that we're talking now about you being in a place in your life where you've synthesized all these different things you've done? Did therapy help you do that? You know what? I- I never want to dismiss therapy because I actually love my therapist, mm-hmm. but I don't know because- uh, well, That's actually a good answer. Yeah. Because you shouldn't. Because mm-hmm. it should it should operate on a level that's tectonic, Yeah, you know mm-hmm. what I mean, where you can't really tell. Yeah. I mean, I, I just, I am, um, a lot of times
2: in life, it's day-to-day happiness based on situations. And that's kind of how I usually talk to my therapist. I'm like, it's situational. Like, I don't have- yeah. depression or anxiety, but when things happen, so I guess, I don't know, therapy is 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 a good
0: way. I like to talk. So well, before a like, podcast, that's what I did. I talked to my therapist it's for like 200 having some, it, Well, but it's like having somebody in your corner yeah. and, and when you're a fighter. You got to go back to the corner and, yeah. and think about things and talk about things. Then you go out and fight. Yeah. Well, you've heard me talk about AMCN and the fact that insurance doesn't necessarily... C- Cover the cost of emergency medical flights. Even with comprehensive coverage, you can get hit with substantial deductibles with co pays. You need to protect your family and your finances with an Air Medicare Network membership. As a member, if an emergency arises, the expense of air medical transport is completely covered when flown by an AMCN provider. Membership costs as little as $85 a year. You've heard me talk about it before. It covers your entire household every day, even when you're away from home, pennies a day of course, the unexpected can happen with an AMCN membership, protection that no family should be without. And for a limited time as a Dr. Drew podcast listener, you'll get up to a $50 e-gift card when you join. That makes it really less than pennies a day. Simply visit airmedcarenetwork.com, airmedcarenetwork.com, forward slash Drew, and use offer code Drew. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. That's right. Online therapy is so useful. It prevents the threshold that so many people feel, the resistance they feel to going and seeing someone face-to-face or the uncomfortableness of sitting in a waiting room. No, no more. You can take care of your mental health and going to therapy is like routine maintenance. That's right. It doesn't have to be because you're ill or you're in really serious need. I mean, you take care of everything else. We take care of our body. Why are we not taking care of our brain? BetterHelp is customized online therapy, offers video, phone, even live chat with your therapist. You don't have to see anyone person or even on camera if you don't want to. That's right. It gets you into the frame. That's what we need to do. Get people into the process. It's more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under forty-eight hours. We invest in everything else, and not your mind. Why? This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and the Doctor Drew podcast listeners get ten percent off their first month at BetterHelp.com/drew. That is b-e-t-t-e-r-h-e-l-p.com/d-r-e-w. <laughs> Uh, but I, I was aware. For me, I couldn't have done things. I, I was too into my medical stuff. I couldn't have risked anything else, and that helped me take risks, right? And and, th- and to and to be open to the idea that maybe I would like doing that or maybe that would be a good thing right. to do then the, synthesizing these things. Yeah. I, I have a feeling you're doing more of that than you realize. I probably am. I mean, my issue is not, I, I've never been a fear-based person except uh, for except doing
2: stand-up. <laughs> well, <laughs> I guess, yes. I, again, I, I can't tell you where they came from. but Your brain. As you're, far as, no, I know that, good. but as far as I can feel, I've never been a fear-based person. Yeah, I've it. been more of an angry person. And that's Well, that, could, that can know, create,
0: you know, anger and fear go together a yeah. bit, so yeah.
2: And I, you know, I have a lot of hatred for a lot of people. So that's what I work on. Nice, therapy, you know?
0: like while still being a lover of humanity or, or attempting to. I just I hate a lot of people. It's, it, you know, if you don't mind, is is that in people that are close to you, or people that you have to interact with in a business setting, or, or it's, just it's looking most, at the TV and looking yes. at the politicians no, and hating well, them? Or, uh, yeah, that yeah. for sure.
2: You know, I no. mean, I hate. Uh, I mean, I don't know if we're going there. I hate politicians so much. And it's not even right or left. I fucking hate them all. I think it's a good note. And I think the whole system is just completely flawed that now you can be some schmuck who does nothing with your life and all of a sudden you're on TV every day and making policy decisions. Anyway, that's that's the whole thing. But uh, I don't know. I don't hate the people on TV. I like watching TV. I like watching great movies. I like watching great Uh, TV, I like fucking reality shows, Mm. but uh, just the real life people that I deal with a lot of the times, the things that I see them do, I find like just, they revolt me, (laughs) just disgust me on a level.
1: Gary knows, Gary deals with me all the time.
0: (laughs) Give me an example here.
1: (laughs) Doug's, my read on Doug (laughs) is that he's, he puts an emphasis on fairness and and people just being good people. And when you're not, then Doug is very quick to write you off and put you in a box and he maybe won't confront you about it, but he's going to keep that in his mind and that will be there anytime he hears your name or interacts with you in the future. I gotta tell you, that is unbelievable
2: how he just summed that up because i think that is my i i have a a system of my head of what i think is right and what is wrong i think i'd be a great dictator because i think i could like really determine i think gary knows i'm a fair good person but when other people treat other people poorly Uh, or disrespect other people's times and efforts uh, okay it it bothers
0: me i get that i get that and and is that is that (laughs) because you've had to be a the subject of all that in your past you like know. now you're going to rescue you know i don't know what it is cuz yeah. i
2: i don't want to be that person i yeah. want to be like everybody else cuz there's so many just take them for what they are they're a fucking criminal they they had a ponzi scheme they stole money from people i don't know but i, I do not accept people for what they are it, it, i think
0: they should change and you <laughs> and I, I get that yeah. and do you just want them out of your life or do you want justice in some sense some i would know, love justice if justice. i could you know i cosmic justice
2: i guess is what i want but i'm quick to look i'm quick to cut off people do, at this do stage you forgive of my life. too do have a, I do forgive. So people are able Easily. to resu- resurrect themselves. Yeah. yeah, I actually had a great forgiveness yesterday. And this isn't like that anger, but Gary was there. But, uh, you know, Eli Manning was supposed to be on entourage. You know, he called me up after the Giants won the Super Bowl and said he wanted to be on the show. And I said, you're on the show. And I wrote wow. a script, and then he vanished. He ghosted me. He didn't oh. respond to calls, and we ended up getting Tom Brady. Uh, so, good uh, for you. That's, you know, that's, a little, that's a little just so <laughs> revenge. Uh, but I'm a Giants fan. I grew up uh, loving the Giants. Yeah, so yeah, this yeah. has affected uh, 10 years of my life. Okay. I watched Giant games with Eli Manning, and I'm like, I kind of am rooting against them. whatever. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, yesterday we got to get Eli Manning together. All he had to do was say, ah, I'm sorry, man. That was it. So I do forgive easily. Did and he
0: explain? I yeah, but it was bullshit. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was total bullshit. I, he was—he actually—I was there. It was bullshit. I he mean, actually said I was practiced, and all
2: of a sudden it was three days. I said, "Well, Tom Brady was able to do it, and he won five Super Bowls <laughs> since that appearance." So you know, but anyway, I love Eli, and I do forgive easily. That—that—that that, that is true. I get angry easily, and I forgive easily. That's good. So but that's well, why I end up pro- in bad relationships. The reason
0: Gary knows all this stuff—you've got the best producer in podcasting. Gary is Gary awesome. Gary is awesome. Yeah. yeah. So. yeah. Well, Doug, this has uh, been fun, really. And I enjoy talking to you, and and uh, it's Thank funny you. we have we share a common uh, biological heritage in panic. Yeah, <laughs> so it sucks. It's good, and when you're young, too. It. Well, it's it happens eighteen to twenty two. That's when it happens. Right. Our, our brains are so wired up. Right. That that shit just the circuits open up, and then that's it. Um, but you can follow Doug on Twitter at Mr. Doug. I'm going to go follow you right now on Twitter, in fact. Thank you. I barely um, use Twitter, but Instagram and, and check I- out Victor, Instagram. the podcast. And well, what's, what's
2: the Instagram one? Uh, I, I think it's Mr. Yeah. Doug Ellen as well. You use so, that more? That's yeah, uh, all I yes. use. I'm old. I don't know. You've got to pick your TikTok. poison.
0: I know. Okay, hold on. I'm doing it right now.
2: At, Thank it's you. The same thing, MR. It. MR, Doug Ellen. And that was because someone took my name. This is like a... Some and all, uh, while Drew's following,
1: is. I'll give a shameless plug to also follow at Victory the podcast. And there's some live shows coming up for Victory, and uh, you should check those out if you're in the East Coast uh, at the end of 2021 and then 2022. I'm sure they'll be going everywhere. I, I,
0: I also have a feeling, you know, that you know, you were talking about these instincts we all have. You could create a hell of a reality show. I bet you.
2: There's a reality show in our office over there for sure. There's a scripted show. And I've thought about it, but I just. I'm just saying with
0: your narrative understanding, maybe. You, could, you could figure out yeah. some circumstances and heat it up. And, probably, probably. And, uh, <laughs> it, it, reality is a, please talk to me before you do that because it's a whole thing. You yeah. should understand it before you yeah. get into it. <laughs> I do love it. That's oh. all I'm watching now. Oh. Which was your
2: favorite? I mean, it's embarrassing. Right? Like I love this Love Island, and, oh, yeah. and, and uh, you know, I'm blanking on the name now. But uh, friends of mine, Vanessa Lachey and Nick Lachey, do it. Um, love is
0: blind. Oh yeah, yeah, which That's is great. Yeah, you good. know what I love though? It's not reality. Yeah, I guess it's reality. Master Chef. I'm a addicted oh, yeah. to now. That's reality. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Uh, <laughs> you should. Have you seen the scripted show Unreal? Of course, yeah. I'm working with uh, the creator on a new show, actually. Oh, so, good, because yeah. I think Sarah. they just nailed yeah, yeah. The reality. Awesome. That, that yeah. is what happens behind yeah. the scenes. Absolutely. That, that is it. Yeah, Constance Zimmer who was on Entourage is amazing on that. Forgot yeah. that she's yeah, on. Yeah. She, and, she, and I've met her a couple times. I, I, I... Uh, I <laughs> sometimes i i really embarrass myself when you I'm don't know if you know them or if they're on tv no no i knew i didn't know her but i ran up like i was a 12 year old girl and, and i see it on their face every time i go whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, <laughs> she is the greatest though once and, she figured and, out and she's yes. the best and yeah. then she stopped and talked to me and she was delightful like That's beyond awesome. you delightful you should get her on here she's great uh, Yep, yeah. yeah we absolutely <laughs> she really on.
2: is awesome and she's got a new show i forget what it's called but she's Please, amazing and, and a great don't. she'll
0: be a great guest and uh, what's the other one uh Mm, the plays uh, Rachel. Uh... In what? In, uh, oh, in Unreal, yeah. uh, it's got a name, like three but, names. But mm-hmm. Sarah Gertrude
2: Shapiro created that show, who's great. We're working on a on a show right now that she's going to write, which I'm trying to produce. So hopefully, it won't turn into billions, yeah. and I'll hear about it on uh, Showtime right. later. But it, you know,
0: the thing about Unreal is you you can literally she, I'm sure she could for sure name the person represented by those characters behind the scenes for like sure. Those are specific people that we all know.
2: Absolutely, And, and so. my girlfriend knows
0: some producers of The Bachelor, which
2: that's a whole other story. But I got sucked in the last three years, like. Before the pandemic started, my girlfriend would bring all these attractive women over to watch The Bachelor and it was a great night every Monday because I barely leave the house and now there's a pandemic and I still have to fucking watch The Bachelor but <laughs> it's just us now so that kind That's of hysterical.
0: Cool. What's her name? Sherry Friedel Sher- Appleby. Sherry, Sherry oh Appleby. yeah, she's Appleby. awesome. Appleby. Yeah, yeah, she's Sherry awesome Apple- too. Yeah. Sherry Appleby did the Drunk History that I did. I was very honored that she did the uh, the, the Donald, one of the Drunk Histories I was involved with. Uh, nice. All right, so Doug, thank you so much. Thank uh, you. Hollywood Ways, Victory the Podcast. Uh, I think you've whetted my audience's appetite. Tight, and they'll be finding you there uh, at mr doug ellen on twitter and most importantly instagram where i'm following <laughs> you now and uh, i don't know how to use instagram messaging so i'll give you me? my phone so I, if, if, to talk, and, and phone if you want to talk and if you can phone.
2: help me mentally Perfect. i'm all for Done, it and uh, gary
0: i may have to talk to him don't listen. worry
2: he can help you <laughs> Thank see you all you. next
0: time